two, one, go. Good morning, Danger Josh. Good morning, non-danger Ellie. Uh, this week's, this week, um... This bye week? We still haven't figured out the schedule quite yet, <laughs> but we're gonna announce that on the, on the site when we do, and on social media, of course. This episode of professional humans is about finding your productivity zone and what we mean by that is finding ways to maximize your productivity by customizing your workday to match your activities so that you are using your time most effectively and we have some ideas about that <clears throat> so I'll get us started <laughs> I won't clear my throat so uh, I'm a person who really, really doesn't like to stay at work late past, and by late I mean past 4.30 or 5 o'clock. But I do like to go in the, um, I do like to go into work early in the morning before other people come in and ease into my day slowly. I also like to commute when no one else is commuting, and I think that started when I lived in the Bay Area and I was in the coffee industry, and we would start our days at 4.30 or 5 a.m., by the time everyone else was thinking about their second cup of coffee and just getting into the office, I was already ready to go to lunch. And when everyone else was getting the post-lunch sleepies, I was already heading out the door uh, to go to the gym or go for a walk or just enjoy my afternoon and not have to deal with traffic. What that led to was that I had a great mix in my work day of both um, collaboration time with my coworkers and time to just work on my own when there weren't a lot of people around asking questions or needing things from me. Uh, and that was really important for me to feel like I got what I needed to get done during my day instead of having a day where you just answer questions all day long and then don't actually get your work done. I've seen people solve for it in different at different times of the day by going in later than the mainstream crowd more like 10 or 11 and then staying later into the evening and their mix of solo time and co-worker time works out the same but it's more of a lifestyle cho choice in the times that you choose so I used to work the 1 to 10 p.m. cycle but that was before balancing kids schedules were part of my life and I was more nocturnal also, aging has changed the times of day that I prefer to work, but that's a whole separate podcast topic. So what what does this all mean? What, um, what can we take away from this? So my hypothesis is this. You can fit more into your day and work smarter instead of harder. If you take time to tailor your schedule to match your best times to do things. It's a process to get to it, but and it takes some iteration um, before you really feel like you're hitting your productivity zone. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a pretty good schedule going right now where I have carved out time early in the morning, right when I first get up, and no one else is really awake too much yet, and I have about 45 minutes of, of time when I'm drinking coffee before we leave the house, where I get to think through some things and plan my day. And I get some good productive productive time in there. Then I usually get to work at about 7.30 and there's only a couple of people out of about 50 of us in the office at that time. 
and we pretty much leave each other alone because we're all there for the same reason, which is to get some stuff done. And then once it hits about 8.30, 9 o'clock, the office starts firing up and people are around and talking more. And then we go basically into back-to-back meetings until 4.30 or 5 o'clock on most days. What I have found is that if I've gotten ahead of my tasks in the morning, I can spend a day going to back-to-back meetings without being totally stressed out about it because mm-hmm. I've gotten some of the actual work work done, and then I can be in those meetings and be more productive and contribute more to those meetings because I don't feel like I have to multitask in order to keep my head above water. Sure. Side note about multitasking. I think that we say we're good at multitasking, and what we mean by that is that we're good at not freaking out about doing several things at once, but it doesn't actually mean that we're good at doing several things at once. We'll have to have a different episode about that because I, I have a different take on that. Oh, okay. I actually am most effective when I have something distracting me. Okay. As, as well, you should know. I do have a couple of questions for you about that today still. After about 4.30, I don't have much to contribute at the office, then I pretty much need to just go home. My brain is done by that time. Um, but I've gotten in, if I, if I spend my day right, I've gotten in a pretty good mix of getting shit done and also collaborating with people um, on other things. I usually spend the early evening hours exercising or wrangling kids or eating dinner or whatever. And every once in a while, I go back online later in the evening, depending on how much is going on at work. But it's usually just managing my calendar or doing easy stuff. It's not getting Mm -hmm. any major work done. It's just um, more admin stuff during TV time. Most of the time, I feel like I've gotten enough done earlier in the day. What I've seen a lot in contrast to this is that more at my previous employers than at my current one is people just stay late. So Mm -hmm. they'll go start their day at the normal time, assuming that that's when they have to be there because that's when someone said. Mm -hmm. And then they just stay late, even though it's not necessarily their best time to do work. So they'll stay until 7 or 8. I think if you're the type of person who's more of the late shift type instead of the morning person type, it's cool to to do that. But I I actually see a lot of people who prefer to get really productive things done in the morning, staying late because they feel like they have to in order to appear like they're getting things done. But really, between those hours of 5 and Mm 8, it takes them three times as long to do the same task that they would do if they matched that to one of their more productive time zones. Mm -hmm. What about you, Josh? When is your productive time? My most productive time has always been in the morning. I most often would read at night or, or take in information, but my most productive time for doing things or, or outputting information has always been early in the morning. But I've always been relegated to late shifts or night shifts or any of that stuff. What does so, that mean? Like when I uh, would work at other jobs, I would get like the latest shift in the day mm-hmm. um, or overnight or whatever, where I'm really not an effective worker. And then 
they would wonder why I wasn't performing the way that I had in previous jobs or in previous shifts or anything like that. Did you know enough to articulate that to them? Yeah, but when when you're in a job where they don't care, they need someone at that shift, and you're that someone. Right. Then. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. What about now? Now I feel like um, I like my my current work uh, is really okay with that, and they want you to work in the shift that you operate best in. And it's tough because a lot of the people who are in those later shifts are upset about happy hour and that kind of stuff, which I don't care about in any way. I feel their pain if that's the shift that they need, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. And they maybe have a uh, focus on something that doesn't really truly matter to them. But um, it does suck to miss out on fun stuff, but... Um, you have, the goal is to work better and do better in your life, and that goal can only be furthered by doing better at work. That's my, that's my opinion on it. How do you identify what the immovable things are? Like a kid's schedule or um, scheduling time with friends or doing activities? How do you work around that? I've, I know I've, I've had to say no to things, um, like, uh, morning bike rides with people, with Mm -hmm. friends where they said, let's go ride in, get in some extra miles before work. And when I get on the bike to commute in the morning, my goal is to get to work as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. I want to ride my bike to work because it feels good, but I don't want to go ride my bike a ton and cut into my productive time. So I've always just said no to extra biking in the morning, which goes against my nature as a biker. It does go against your nature. You're, you are never um, one to put off extra <laughs> biking. Um, but I haven't had to deal with that in a long time, mostly just because... Um, you don't have any friends? <laughs> I have friends. <laughs> I just uh, have had so much activity in my WordPress business that for the most part has made it so that I really I need to go home and do that stuff mm-hmm. instead of hanging out with people. Which that's soon to change, and what I plan on doing to try to figure out when I can do additional things or... Or, um, you know, go hang out with people is doing um, like a, a weekday map where I, I sketch in times where I'm working, times when I want to go to the gym and that sort of thing and find the days that I'm not doing those things and then be able to offer those to people who want to connect and hang out or maybe do a networking event that day or something. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about gym time. It's a very fun time. <laughs> well, what I want to talk about is I've had, I've been conflicted sometimes in when my gym time is because physically I do, so I do yoga a lot and I find it really difficult to do yoga in the morning because uh, 
everything is stiff and sore in the morning and I find myself to be just more flexible and better at yoga in the afternoon. So on the other hand, doing yoga in the morning is a really good way to kind of set your intention for the day Mm -hmm. and it helps you make good choices in what you do because you've got, I don't know, it just changes your mindset about the day. You're less likely to eat a bunch of chocolate that's laying around the office if you've gone to yoga in the morning and you don't want to ruin it. I think that's true for any activity though. Like you could view your cycling as that as well. Like, hey, I biked into work today and did a lot of like, I burned a lot of calories. I don't want to ruin that. No, I feel the opposite about biking. I'll go, well, I biked in and I burned a lot of calories so I can go ahead and eat the chocolate. But yoga But for some reason, yoga, I have the opposite it makes me think the opposite as I move through the rest of my day. That, I don't It doesn't make that. any sense. No, it doesn't. Maybe if you did yoga, you would understand. Maybe if I did yoga, I would be a completely different person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but let's talk about gym time and what... Right now, the way my schedule works is when my brain checks out, then I go exercise because I don't need my brain very much between mm. 4.30 and... The rest of the day. <laughs> Between 4.30 and sleeping for And the, the next day. <laughs> um, so that's a great time to exercise because I don't need to think through anything. Well, for me, like when I go and lift weights or whatever, um, or just even the act of like cooking and doing the dishes and stuff on a nightly basis, it's resetting me. I, I reset. I'm able to think through things. I'm able to not think if I don't, if, you know, if I choose not to. Mm-hmm. And then um, the the act of the physical exertion or the act of centering myself enough to figure out a recipe, cook it, and then and then clean up after it, like is enough to not erase, but uh, alleviate a lot of the stress I had in the day before that and a lot of the kinds of thinking that I had to do earlier. So... I'm able to go in and go back to coding a website or whatever it is that I need to think about because I've like got a second wind, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. No, so. that's a thing that happens a lot. Um, it happened when I used to do develop websites. I would get stuck on a problem and I would just go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I had the luxury of being able to do that as a freelancer. You can't mm-hmm. really do that in an office environment. I guess I could. Maybe I should talk to somebody about that. Go car nap room. (laughs) We have talked about having a nap room (laughs) or just a quiet room. But that's a thing is going and resting your brain Mm -hmm. and then being able to solve the problems in a different mindset or in a different space because you've stepped away from it. A micro example of that, I opened my computer one day and I had a really hard password to unlock my computer And I was getting ready to be in a meeting where I needed the computer. And I completely forgot my password. Hmm. I just froze and couldn't do it. The harder I thought about it, the less I knew my password. Mm -hmm. So I closed my computer. I went and walked around the office for a minute. And I 
stopped, I intentionally stopped and talked to somebody and like got my brain doing something different for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then I went back in and sat down, opened my computer and just started typing and my password okay. came out. I, um, I did that with my gym locker after I bought yeah. that new lock. Apparently having three lock combinations in my head is too, too much. much. How so many? I, is it two too many or one too it many? It was one too many apparently. <laughs> so, but I just went and I grabbed my password thing and I unlocked it with my thumbprint. And then I searched for my lock combo and then nice. I got it. But So I didn't center myself or anything. I just went the tech route. Nice. I'm, I'm a technocrat. A technocrat? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had another experience of this a couple weeks ago. It was super busy at work and all of the great schedule things that I've talked about already this morning were out the window. I usually mm -hmm. have logged several miles on my bike and done at least a few hours of yoga by Friday. And on this particular week, I had done none of those things. And right. so by Friday, not only was I turning into a total bitch at work, but um, I was just super stressed out because I hadn't been able to solve any problems. <laughs> Are you looking at me because I swore? No. Okay. You swear all the time. Okay. Well, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to keep our not explicit. I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> um, is, that, is that enough of <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> that's the right answer. Anyway, by Friday, I finally got to yoga. And I almost, it was, it was too late mm -hmm. to have done anything good in my week. Then on Saturday morning, I got up and went for a bike ride for about four hours mm -hmm. and I just put on um, a podcast only in one ear so that I could hear cars with the other ear. Still not acceptable, but okay. Well, I did it for about 20 minutes and then my Bluetooth shat the bed. <laughs> so I turned it off and just had no sound except mm -hmm. trees and stuff. And on my four hour bike ride, I basically solved all my problems. I wasn't trying to, but just being, um, engaging my mind in the activity of biking freed my mind to solve the problems that had been bugging me all week. Sure. I don't know if you remember that day I got home. I was like, I solved all my problems on my yes, bike ride. I do recall that. It was pretty great. And then I spent the rest of the afternoon doing some work because I needed to write down all the things that I figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was okay because my client had just given me a bunch of updates. So I was working like when you got home. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> but if I had gotten up that day and just tried to go straight to work instead of taking the time to go for my bike ride, mm -hmm. it would have been really difficult and a waste of time. But isn't that, wasn't that ride cutting into your productive zone though? I think we're getting, we're treading dangerously close, dangerously close into the mindfulness discussion. Oh, okay. Which is next episode. Well, hopefully you can capture Good some. listeners. Hopefully you can capture some thoughts for the, for the mindlessness episode. It's mindfulness. It's both. Yeah, I don't know if we'd be able to do a separate <laughs> episode on mindlessness, but I don't actually agree <clears throat> with that, but. Because you're never actually mindless, ever. All right, I have two more questions. <laughs> okay. 
Let's go back to multitasking for a second. Mm -hmm. I already know that you listen to your Rachel Maddow when you do the dishes. Mm -hmm. Those are two tasks that you pair together. You keep up on your podcasts while you're doing the dishes. Mm -hmm. What other tasks, when you need to multitask, what other tasks pair well together? Because I find that there's tasks that you just can't do with anything else. So... I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm most commonly listening to music or a podcast or an audiobook while I'm doing log dives, while I'm researching issues that people Are you counting listening to a music as part of your multitasking? Because I think that's just an environmental setup. It might, it might be, but a lot of people I know can't do that. They're like, I, I would never be able to do that. It's like, why can't you? I can read while listening to stuff. Um, but I mean, like, so I will typically be thinking through a process while I'm looking at something. And I can actually, and this is like, it places zero strain on me. I can be looking at like our internal chat where people are asking questions and answer their question while I am still researching something. Like, or being on a, on a call with someone at the same time. And it has zero impact on me whatsoever. I don't, it's, I, my brain is wired to multitask. Not a lot. Like, I have met the threshold before. What's the threshold? Having, like, one of the things I don't like is having tickets that I have open with customers. I do, like, very technical work. I, I don't know if we're going to get into that in a later time, but. Um, so I, will I feel have, like it's going to come out that you do technical work. <laughs> I have inbound calls where people call with questions in our ticketing system. Like I keep notes in a separate field because I don't like it when a ticketing system loses those notes. I actually get enraged and rage flip tables and stuff. You do not. I do. I rage flip. No, tables. you don't. So I'll have ticket, multiple tickets open and I have to keep the conversations that I had in my, my brain's random access memory so that I can accurately note those things and then move on. Mm-hmm. And so I get annoyed when I have like multiple ones of those and I have to take another call and I, I want to answer someone's question because no one else has done it. Mm-hmm. That is an overload because I have like two or maybe even three conversations in my head and have to accept another one and answer someone's question. That's that's a typical scenario where I'll feel, to, feel overloaded. <clears throat> okay. Makes sense. Um, my other question. What's my other question? It's about because, free time. Okay. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, you, you in fact know that I have the ability to have a full conversation while, like talking with people over the phone because we used to do that and I am. But I didn't know that you were doing your job well. But I was. (laughs) Prove it. Um, I used to go to every single quality award thing and I was always like meeting or exceeding like the contacts Mm -hmm. that people would make. Well, I'm going to put a multitasking podcast episode on our to-do list. Okay. And we'll do some research. Are you going to be able to remember that? Or are you going to multitask effectively? 
Nice. <laughs> my other question is about free time. This is my last question. Okay. We probably went long already, but yeah. Well, we don't have to include this question if we don't have time. Free time. Mm-hmm. Do you schedule it or not? Do you leave it as actual free time unscheduled? I feel like I'm being blindsided by a relationship <laughs> question in this podcast because I prefer to schedule it so and you say s- free time is from this to this. And do you schedule it? Do you schedule it to the extent that you say what you do in the free time? And how do you avoid analysis paralysis about what to do in the free time so that you don't feel like you're wasting it? Or is it supposed to be wasted because it's free time? I think a little bit of yes um, on both. I There are some things... That wasn't a yes or no question. That I know... Yeah, it was, obviously. Uh, rewind the footage uh i said how do you avoid paralysis analysis i don't know like that was a tack on question (laughs) that wasn't your original question okay let the record show i like it when it's scheduled we are doing this activity i i don't like it when that activity is the same thing every single week though like because there's a backlog i have a list of stuff that i i would like to go and do but if what was it like 8 30 to noon every single saturday is bookmarked for going out and bicycling all summer spring summer and that's never gonna change then that cuts into what what we can do and that is other stuff Mm -hmm. are you saying you sacrificed your backlog so that i could go ride my bike yeah basically okay you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, I like how you tell me at the end of the summer, not the beginning. I told you. I was like, this is a little aggressive, I think. <laughs> I didn't think it was aggressive at all. <laughs> and I didn't bike every single Saturday. No, that's true. We broke the schedule every once in a while. Oh, because um, a couple of times I went out of town. Yes. And then I, I forced the issue. We... Our goal is to trim down our belongings so we can fit into a much smaller place. And our basement is a gigantic monster that needs to be slain. Mm-hmm. And so we've been doing some basement editing. And while I have dialed in my productivity zone for work, I have not done this at home. On the weekends yeah. about laundry and the basement and vacuuming. Mm-hmm. So we need to dial that in. Mm-hmm. Let's dial it. All right. I think that the planning of an event does not take anything away from the doing of it. It's not any less spontaneous in itself. Like you've, you chose at some point to want to do it. So you define free time mm-hmm. not as... Hey, I don't have anything scheduled between eight and noon today. I'm gonna go figure out what I want to do at that time. You define free time as there's an activity I've been wanting to do, so I'm gonna schedule it. Right. I consider that a scheduled event. Free time, though. Okay. So when you when you put yourself in the position of having a blank amount of time and not actually knowing at all what to do in that time, then how do you choose what to do? That's because what you're I'm not saying. going to, are you going to crack open like the city wasting. pages? 
and go, oh, there's this thing that happens to be right now that I've always wanted to go to. Like, is that how that happens? Because I've never had that, that ever in my life. I think free time is, I'm, I might just sit and read a book if that's what I feel like doing. Sure. But that's never what you feel like doing because there's always something no, to do. No, because my first choice is to go ride my bike. Yeah. Um, I used to take like a vitamin, a Vita dot Free time MN, vitamins? And then crack it open when it first arrived and go, I want to go to that thing and that thing and that thing. And then I would put it on my schedule. And then I would actually go to art openings and, um, and music shows that I wanted to go to and stuff. Hmm. Because I knew ahead of time that's where I wanted to go, so I went there. Well, that's a different problem. Because I can schedule those things, and then when it comes up to be the time to go, I don't want to leave the house. That's a different episode. It is a different episode. And it's probably a different podcast. After you've solved the (laughs) issue. (laughs) It's a totally different podcast. It's about About how to be a hermit. Being being an unhermit? Uh-huh. Be a pro-human on her. <clears throat> okay, I think that's all we have time for today. Okay. We'll look forward to getting comments and input from listeners on how you stay productive and how you find your most productive time zones. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, um, you can read comment or you can post comments on our Facebooks. We don't have Facebooks. You and I have Facebooks, though. And then... You can also post comments on our website and on SoundCloud, and we will read some of the um, more awesome comments. Or We won't read your spam. We won't read spam, that's true. But we'll read like, comments and that kind of stuff. And it also helps us kind of dial in what this is going to be about. Like, what did you find like useful? What did you think was stupid? Let us know. All right, um, you can find us at prohumans.com or at Twitter um, at prohumans. Yep. Yeah, okay. Our Twitter handle is prohumans. Yes. Is what I think you meant to say. Our at thing is prohumans. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Bye.